So I'm sitting at work listening to your podcast, crying in laughter, and I think to myself, you guys are like a moped. It's fun to ride, but you really don't want to see your friends riding one. Keep up the great work, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Don't you think they're making these energy drinks? Is it like a game to see how disgusting they can taste? You know, all the new flavors they always have. I don't even know what, what other flavors do they have other than like like battery ass, like the back of a battery. It's just, it's <laughs> recycled vomit. I, I, the one I had just had was it's like citrus, cherry citrus or something like that. It tastes like if you mixed like a Pepto Bismol with an Alka Seltzer mm-hmm. and then I don't know, some like, like I said, regurgitated orange juice. Yeah. None of them, none of them really taste good. I've never had any. I, I didn't really. Each, think each time I get it, though, it tastes. Even, I saw one there that I didn't pick that was peach, and I just knew that would be horrible. I didn't think they had any other flavors, but I only drink the sugar-free one. You don't know. Come on, you don't notice when you go to grab the sugar-free one that there's like a hundred different colored cans. I just look for the white one. Right. I just never but really. You, do your peripheral vision work? <laughs> Did you wonder what those other can- colors are? I always thought they're just like other, like hey, this one's the sugar one. This one's like ten times the energy. I just know this one sugar-free rock star is is not going to keep me up all night, and it doesn't doesn't make me instantly want to vomit. Oh. If I drink well, two I of these, I vomit. Is, yeah, all those different colors, and they do have. They say they do different things, although I've never noticed a difference. But they all have their own unique, gross taste. Yeah, they do. They do all taste kind of gross. But not in the same way is what I'm saying. In an individual new horizon of gross taste. Well, I find it funny that you mix vodka that doesn't taste all that great either with mm-hmm. something that tastes even shittier. And then you have well, something vodka doesn't that's really, like... Good vodka doesn't taste like anything, right? So Yeah, but usually... Just, but you're drinking well vodka with a Red Bull. Like when you get a Red Bull vodka at the bar. So you're drinking shitty vodka with a shitty uh, energy drink. Mm-hmm. And now you got like two times of shittiness in one beverage. And you drink like five of those. Sure is good, though. Gives you the good buzz. I was drinking a couple Red Bull vodkas last night at a new bar in downtown L.A., Wackerly. Were you? It's a new bar. You know, this bar, I, it's a good idea. I'm going to give them that. So um, one, one of the trends, it's happening in San Francisco. It's ha- it happens all throughout here, too. And yes, I admit I'm a, I'm a bit envious because I don't have... The uh, disposable income to sink into a, an investment like that, but uh, these guys, like you know, they have a lot of money, and so they buy up a shitty space. So they they bought this large, I think it was like a warehouse space or something downtown, and they got like thirty classic arcade games, and a, b- a bunch of like classic pinball machines too, and just put them into this this space, and now they serve alcohol, and the th- and everybody's freaking out about this bar. Oh God. It opened up a spot in town. It opened up about I don't know a month ago, month and a half ago. I've tried to go twice because you know I like I like the classic arcade games. I mean, we grew up in that era. Like we went to arcades. 
That was right. the only way we could play video games back in the day. Do they have a Hot Sam's pretzels inside? No, they don't. It's, it's not like a mall. But that's they should make was... it more like a mall. They should like actually a, do that. They should add a chess king. <laughs> what else? No, you know, they are a, a shitty Sam Goody records. <laughs> Camelot music. Yeah, you know, Camelot, Spencer's gifts. Yep, Spencer's gifts. You need a Spencer's gifts. You can get some tapes. The latest. But this the latest is a tapes. bar, though, a bar that serves alcohol, which when I'm we. just saying go all the way with the nostalgia. Or an arcade bar that serves alcohol. But when back in the day, if we wanted to drink in the arcade, I think we were too young to even do that, anyways. But you, if you were, you know, eighteen, you hung out in the arcade, you would sneak it in, or you get your drink in the parking lot beforehand. Or you get high usually because you'd buy a little bit of weed from some derelict that hung out at the uh, in the yeah. dark recesses of the arcade. Arcade was a good place to find a drug dealer. So you, you bought joints at the arcade. That guy has really long, greasy hair and a. And an Iron Maiden back patch on his jean jacket vest. He probably he has joints. He'll sell, not only does he have it, but he'll sell it to young children. Two for five. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we go in this place. And, you know, as usual, a lot of bars in L.A. I'm definitely probably one of the older people in the bar. And uh, I look, I'm looking around, and it's like all these, these kids are all excited about these games because they've never seen them before. <laughs> Like Burger Time and Dig Dug. Like I was with my girlfriend. My girlfriend had never played Dig Dug. She's never even heard of Dig Dug. How dare, how dare you enjoy this? <laughs> you have to you have to suffer through these shitty games and spend all your money in quarters like I did. That's what I'm, I'm looking at her. I'm like, no, this isn't fun. This is. I mean, I was like, it's it's yes. It, it, there's a place in history for Dig Dug and Burger Time. You're like, but they're, they're but they're better games. Yeah, like, I've waited all my to play life these. to play Titanfall. This is the crap I had to put up with back then. But we had to play them. We didn't have a choice. We didn't have a PS4. All I had in my house was Pong, and it sucked. The funniest thing is they had a Dragon Slayer. And so most of the games, there were all these kids who were playing all the games. You had to wait. You know, I remember back in the day, you'd put your your quarter up on the ridge and stand behind them like, I got the next game, bucko. But if you were like nine, then like just some seventeen-year-old would just cut in and be like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, like, but but and just take there's nothing quarter. you can do. And yeah, that's happened many quarter. times. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just pick them up and just shake out all your quarters. Right. But anyway, that no one's playing Dragon Slayer. Why? Because Dragon Slayer is one of the worst arcade games of all time. It is terrible. It looks cool. Visually, it looks like the coolest arcade game of all time. Right, until you play it, and especially as a little kid where you're like, I mean, the quarters that you have are actually kind of valuable. It's not just like the shit that's in the bottom of your couch or in the in your car uh, seat cushions. Because you don't you're have like, a car. You're like, I have $2, and I have to spend like three hours at the arcade, so I've got to be like, you know. You want to uh, maximize the time. I want to maximize the time and the enjoyment and, yeah. and you know, the pleasure I get. And then you see Dragon's Lair and uh it looks awesome it was always more and it was more expensive too right like if a normal games were a quarter it would be like 50 cents 50 or maybe cents. even a dollar was it a dollar back in the day no maybe right when it came out well this even at this at this not shitty arcade but this arcade bar where they had a, a lot of shitty games dragon slayer was 50 cents right dig dug and, and then as a kid though you'd see like that bur- the burnout the, like the real video game burnout who had like you know like three synapses that were just like you know <laughs> completely stripped <laughs> stripped free of any other kind of processing power but he was just really good at dragon's lair and you'd watch him play and you'd be like holy fuck that game looks so cool 
and then you'd you'd pony it up. You'd be like, I'm gonna spend half my two dollars. I'm gonna spend a full dollar on Dragon's Lair. And you'd play for what? A total of two minutes, maybe? Not <laughs> oh, even. God, like not a minute. even. And then and you and then you find out you're like, wait, there's just a flash, and then I just pu- push the joystick toward it. But if I don't do it exactly, I just die. And there's a button for a sword, but when do you even use it? It doesn't. Well, when the sword flashes, then you push the button. <laughs> it's like, it sucks. It's the worst game ever. It was so funny because well, Space Ace is well, yeah, equally yeah, shitty, a, and then Dragon's Lair Two, which are yeah. you know, all done by the same people. They all sucked. But my girlfriend saw it. It was that same feeling that you had when you were a kid and you're at Chuck E. Cheese or wherever they had Dragon's Lair because they didn't always right. have Dragon's Lair at every arcade. No, but. Uh, I remember being like, oh, my God, this game's amazing. My eyes are wide. I'm excited. And she was like, what, what is this game? I've never even seen it before. I'm like, no, don't play it. It's the worst game ever. And she's like, no, I want to play it. So she, like, puts in 50 cents. Ugh. She played it for a total of maybe 30 seconds because she could not figure out what she's like. What do you do? <laughs> like, these joystick- and she didn't even think she was playing. She thought the game was just showing, like, a preview of the game. And I was like, no, you're yeah. playing right now. No, she's that's like, the game. That's the game. Watch the cartoon. The and when there's a flash, push the joystick in that direction. But regardless, it just the experience of being in this bar surrounded by all these kids that were just discovering these games for the first time made me feel excruciatingly old. It was yeah. weird. I, I, I had to leave. I, I went outside. I mean, it's I, I like those <laughs> did games you find too. The guy with the pot, <laughs> he's still there. Well, I would okay man. if I would have done that. You know what they did? They had a Metallica pinball machine that was pretty rad, like from the eighties. I was playing mm. that because. I was just annoyed at these games. Like, I heard the, this like young Asian kid. He was probably like twenty four. Being like, I don't know why people like these games. They suck. And I was just looking at him like, yeah, you know, you little snot nosed little fuck. So if, if the kids that are enjoy, let's get this, let's get this straight. The the people that were enjoying the games, you're you're bitter towards them, and then you're also bitter towards the guy who's criticizing the games. I'm, I'm I'm bitter towards the kid who's criticizing the games because he never actually had to appreciate those games. No, winning with you. Like we did. But then I'm I'm also, you know, criticizing the kids who are enjoying them as a novelty because they weren't a novelty for us. They were a fact of life. You need to go to one of these video like uh, video arcade game conventions like I went to. Um yeah, I'm not a Where there's just a bunch of other fat old losers. <laughs> but really they are like, I have deference for this. Oh, this is the uh this is the special Street Fighter. Uh, it was the alpha version. It only uh, was released between uh, October and September of 1992. Uh, in September, they actually switched to the Alpha Point Two version, and it's got a Blanca's uh, shorts are slightly different color. So, now that's a guy who appreciates games. <laughs> yeah, he appreciates. It. Yeah, he appreciates games. Anyway, it's kind of a cool bar. It's called Bar Eighty Two. And we went there for a little while. My, my friend, uh, you know, Kessler's younger sister, Annie, was in town. And so we were out partying because she's only here for a week. She takes off to Portland. And then we went to this karaoke bar in, in Japantown, which was just bizarre because there was no one in it. It was just a bartender, a really old Japanese guy, and us. Was this a weekday? Yeah, this was last night. Oh. And uh, we ended up not just... A lot of, not a lot of karaoke on Wednesday. Yeah, but it was funny because it was still open and they're just like, yeah, sure. Kar-. So we basically just karaoke'd in this, just took over the bar and just karaoke'd the, you know, for two hours and just got really, really drunk. And then I had to go to work this morning at nine and uh-huh. it dawned on me that my work, it's a sober office, Wankerly. A sober office. Most offices are sober unless no, you're a fireman. I'm just saying like this, this place... No one drinks there. I haven't seen anybody drink. 
like their teetotal or they don't like have a fifth of J J and B in their desk. I think the CEO or the VPs are teetotalers. I think they, they mm. don't drink. And mm. I think by the, by, by them not drinking, they set an example for everybody else. Like everybody else is, so there's no alcohol in the office. You know how like a lot of pretty much every job I've had, not every job, but most of the jobs I've had recently, there's just like in the refrigerator, there'll be some beer because they had an office party on Friday and oh, yeah. there's some beer. It beers. gets working out on Friday at like 5.30. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, the, the company I worked te- at before was This is a San Francisco tech job type of thing. But I'm, I'm still working in tech. It's just Kevin interesting. In Burbank. Yeah, maybe I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm down here and uh, maybe it's a, it's a different story. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm in there and I'm, I'm, I'm hungover. And I'm just looking around. I'm like, and I felt really self-conscious. I was thinking, you know what? They probably know that I was out boozing it up to the wee hours of the morning last night. Just so you have allergies. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was thinking about like saying, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I should say I'm sick. Mm-hmm. But then I, I just kind of didn't really talk to anybody mm-hmm. and just tried to mind my own business. But I, I'm so new there that now I'm worried that they're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that you can tell he's a party guy. Well, I used to have a boss who drank a lot. I wouldn't go so far as to call him an alcoholic, but it probably would be kind of accurate. And this was my boss telling me this. And at one point, he's, I think maybe he wasn't my boss yet at that point, but he was definitely a higher up senior guy. And he said, well, if you just come in hungover all the time, then they just think that's what you look like. <laughs> they just think you're one of those sickly people. But I mean, you know, I and didn't I, that's shave. That's been my theory ever since. I didn't shave. I was, you know, I was unkempt. Yeah. I'm sure I smell. I didn't take head? a shower. <laughs> Do you see my head? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I, I just wonder. I mean, maybe if I do it every day, but I, I think then I think some some alarms would be raised. You know, I think they would be concerned. I think I'd probably get a talking to from. Well, HR. there's a difference between being hungover and being late. Uh, or, I was you both know, barfing, barfing in the in the, uh, you I, know, the company bathroom. I did barf in the urinal. And being actually I've only done like, that once. Well, and being drunk at work is more of a firing offense. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I don't think I was still drunk. I might have been still drunk. I only got a few hours of sleep. Still drunk doesn't count as drunk. I mean, like drunk, like you you pounded a forty ounce in the parking lot. No, I, I definitely out. was not that drunk. Some people do that. I'm not in the Secret Service, Wackerly. You're not. <laughs> Although, I, you know, I just – I wonder, like, would you rather work in a sober office or a party drinking office? I would rather – I would choose a sober office if there were no uh, after-hours work functions because well, that's what my office is. My office is not a sober office, but it has a lot of after-hours work functions and Saturday get-togethers, things like that. Not but appreciative. It, is it a Friday, like after work on Friday? We have a you know a couple beers in the conference room, kind of kind of atmosphere. Uh, sometimes we're gonna have some uh, you know uh, a deli plate and a cheese plate brought in, and some uh, artichoke dip, and have some beers. Do you have wine we got and the beers? contract or whatever? I guess that's all right if it's something like that. But more often it's like. Oh, George had a baby. That's why it's bringing the baby in. We're all going to stay here till 7.30. Really? Do you I have don't to see deal the with baby. Them? Well, <laughs> you know, you can have an excuse. But if you have an excuse every time, it starts to look weird. Yeah, they think you're antisocial. Know. You don't like them. Right. And then, you know, and then you become that guy. 
But there's also the thing like, oh, you know, oh, we're all going to the Giants game. And then you, you have to participate. <sighs> yeah. And you know how long a fucking baseball game goes, especially on a Friday night. Like the, now you're there till 11 with all your work, work coworkers, work friends. You know, I wonder about it. Is it because, you know, at this age, you know, you're, you're, you're in your late 30s. You're only out like you go home. You have your wife and your two kids. So your only social outlet really is work now. Is that know. what it is? People, is that why they want to hang out? People with wives and kids still have like outside of work friends once in a while. Yeah, but I think most of the time you're not drinking with them. I mean, maybe, but I think usually I it's know. like you have to I get don't know a sitter. What those people do. I think you have to get a sitter, and then you got to go out. Is you have to coordinate this event. I think now it's kind of like you know Bob Roberts over there can now just go and drink with his uh, two coworkers, just be and get kind of get a buzz on, and then go home. And that's probably, There's definitely dudes and women, but it's mostly dudes who who have have converted into some mode of life, you know, in the in their butterfly stage. They've pupated into this mode of life where, yeah, they're using work not as really a way to just make a living, but as actually a way to like get away from their families. And those people exactly. are terrible. It's an excuse to stay. You know the the old guy. Who uh, sits next to me that I helped with the, with the email? That guy. That guy's there to like, he told me he worked till 10 o'clock last night. And I was like, you just hate your family. I always often, it's often the, t- the people who are the extreme jokesters of the office, too. You know, like, hey, you know, they have the meeting and they got to like, like try out some fucking, you know, one liners. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're all at work. What are you, oh, this is more, I can blow off my steam at work. <laughs> Mr. I'm the, Funny I'm the class ha-ha. clown. I'm That's the exactly class clown. Is. Yeah. Well, you're, this isn't a class. It's it's our job. First of all, go be funny to your friends. I'm sure they love that. Oh, you don't have any friends, and your wife doesn't listen to you. Oh, now I'm starting to get it. Raku's like, just go get go 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 find a Jewish asshole, make a podcast, and then be funny. Not yeah, in the workplace. You have to leave your house. But of course, their wives wouldn't <laughs> let them do that. I mean, their their wives are going to be like, "Hi, honey, uh, you do some chores." He's like, "Actually, I'm going to go in this room and shut the door and talk on the on the computer for three hours." Well, they get the thing is they get nagged as soon as they get home. They got to deal with their kids. They got to deal with uh, the wife. Yeah. I think it's like they want to extend work a little bit so they could hang out with these yeah. these friends that have to hang out with them. Like we have no yeah. choice but to. I have to sit next to these people. I didn't choose to sit next sit there. But they can tell their wives. It's not like, well, where have you been? Oh, I was out with my friends drinking. It was like, oh, I had to stay in the office. Yeah, we had, we had this thing we had to do. Well, it smells like you've been drinking. Uh, yeah, there there was some drinking. It was kind of a work social thing. We had some clients in, you know. Yeah. But in reality, mm-hmm. the dude was fucking loving it. Yeah, because now he doesn't. He, it's a, it's an extra couple hours. He can come home, spend an hour, and then just pass out. Wake up the next yeah. day, back at work. <laughs> I don't know. You know. So anyway, I'm sitting at my desk. I'm kind of hungover. I'm self conscious for being hungover at this sober office, and I'm reading an article about the Secret Service, a Secret Service guy. Did you hear about this guy? He passed out, an age, a Secret Service agent passed out in the Netherlands in a hotel hallway. They found him on the ground, passed out. Yeah. You, you know what I happened did hear to him? About that. He didn't get fired. He got sent home. <laughs> it's really hard to get fired if you work for the government. I don't know if you've noticed this. I think I, what I did notice is I need to work for the government. Why, why, I should be in the Secret Service. Listen to this. Do you remember this? A few months ago, or this was in 2012, a year ago, several agents were disciplined for getting drunk and hiring prostitutes while in Cartagena, Colombia, <laughs> doing advance work for uh, President Obama. 
there's no they hiring work hard, of prostitutes. They play hard. But there, there's no hiring of prostitutes or getting or getting drunk at or in, and doing drugs at my at, at my work. You don't have, but there, it's not just the government jobs though. You need what you need is a job, and I this isn't really what happened with the Secret Service people. But you, what you need that's more maybe closely attainable for you is you need a job where you get to go to conventions. Hmm. Because you, I know you've heard this from P Town, and, and I'll tell you myself, I've been to these conventions and. I usually keep my head down because I don't like people, <laughs> so I don't want to like, oh, oh, Bob from Alabama, what do you do? And then, oh, let's go out and have some drinks. Like, I don't want to do that. But I will tell you, I'll be in a hotel and I'll be like, well, you know, just hiding away by myself at night. And I'll say, oh, shit, I got to go like find a Taco Bell and get some dinner. And I'm riding the elevator down and I'm on the 14th floor or whatever. And I'm going down 12th floor, bing, and the doors open up. And you're like, hmm, a girl walks on. First of all, I can tell you're not at the convention because you're wearing <laughs> fishnets. Yeah. And super <laughs> high heels and a fucking hooker dress. And it's the last night of the convention. And fucking that guy, Bob from Alabama that I've been avoiding the whole time. Uh, he just totally fucked you because he knows he has to go back to his shitty wife tomorrow. Hmm. He's the same guy that's out drinking with his buddies till 10 o'clock at night or his workplace right. buddies. Yeah, and this is dinner time, so he he got the call girl before going out with his buddies. You know, he's d- getting the whole package because he and knows he's gonna have whiskey dick later. I don't know. Do you go, do you go to strip club after you just got a call girl? I don't think so. I don't. I'm not a conventioneer like you guys. Downtown San Diego doesn't really have strip clubs, and that's where this happened most oh, recently. Why? Because are you talking about like a convention for work or the podcast convention? <laughs> work. <laughs> do you think, that, that's do you think the only a- convention I've been to. Do you think there was a hooker within fucking 30 miles of the podcast convention? They knew all those people were fucking broke. It's like, what? oh, a convention of people who don't have jobs and just fucking podcast all day and, and make like $50 from t-shirts a year. If you that. Think the hookers are swarming to that. No. <laughs> and that was back when to- podcasts were, were, were sort of new. So there wasn't anyone famous who was actually making money back then. Do you think if you went to a podcast convention now, the famous people with podcasts are going to show up if they're not being paid? Well, they had that L.A. podcast convention here that we were uh, – weren't we shunned? Yeah. You know, didn't they uh, snub us? I still think even the people who went to that were broke. You know, Mark Marin probably showed up, but he was paid by the convention to show up. He probably was. I'm and sure, I'm sure that guy doesn't and show And this, this brings up another point. You can't go to a convention where you live. The whole point is be, to be away from where you live in a you hotel. Know, I have been to conventions. That's, a, that's the thing. The convention I went to was back when I worked in, uh, in Chicago at that industrial supply company. It's the worst job I've ever had right out of college. And they sent me to a box convention. It was like a convention about people who make boxes and box that's machines. Fun. The, the, the more boring the, the convention subject, I think the more room there is for shenanigans. It, it was mind-numbingly boring. Exactly. So you don't even have to stay at the presentations. I mean, you can, like, cut out at 3, start drinking, go to the strip club at, like, 5, be back in your room by 7, get a call girl, go back out at 10. But it was, you know, it was in my hometown. So it was I, in your hometown. I, yeah. And you live with your girlfriend. So Yeah, so I, yeah, there's no party. There are no shenanigans for me. So Even you if saying, you didn't live with your girlfriend, though, I have to say, like, it's not like you, you don't want to like have a call girl be coming back to your actual apartment, right? Well, no. Some people do, but you'd prefer it if it was some anonymous hotel. I, I think that's what I need to do. I mean, if I was a Secret Service agent, I would be stationed, like, you know, in in, in Peru or something, and then you, you probably just, don't have a code name. You don't even use your real name ever. 
What, as a Secret Service agent? Aren't you just yeah. number one or number two? <laughs> number two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I number three. That guy. So, so check this out. I mean, I was just, I was reading this and I was thinking, what am I, I kept thinking, I was like, am I too old to be in the Secret Service at this point? Yeah, of course. Well, what, you're not, you're not too off? old. There, there's Secret Service people as old as you, but you're too old to start. Well, how so? How so? Like, what well, if first I, of all, they give us people from the, you know, the Marines or the Green Berets or, you know, the Navy SEALs. You don't just... You don't just fucking apply like it's goddamn fucking blockbuster video. The, the, well, I don't know anything about renting videos <laughs> out to people. Well, come here. I'll show you. You get the ones that they've rewound and you put them on the shelf in alphabetical order. And, you know, you match them with the other like copies of Meet the Parents. And uh, here's how the cash register works. And now you work at blockbuster video. It's not like that. Well, it sounds like I have the skills as being a former strip club DJ. I know how to solicit hookers. I know how to drink. You know how to have a little microphone in your ear. That seems to be like a big skill. I, I could do that. Do you know how to work a gun? I guess I couldn't probably kill someone with my bare hands. Maybe. Didn't you say you took judo or something as a kid? Yeah, when I was like eight. Do you have any of those skills still? No. Oh. <laughs> I guess I could probably uh, keep talking until someone just got so bored that they either just, just slipped their wrist. Do you speak wrist. any foreign languages like Arabic or anything like that? Russian? I can order things off the Taco Bell menu and pronounce them correctly. That's close. Well, if Obama wanted a chalupa, he would be yeah. like, you know, number two, give me a chalupa. I'd be like, yep, I'll go get you that. I'm hmm. a little drunk right now, so I can't drive. So I'm going to have to walk over there. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this. Um, after this whole Cartagena scandal, um, where the, uh, the, I mean, there were 11, 11 Secret Service agents getting hookers. 11. I think that was a much bigger deal than this Amsterdam thing where two of the guys just got too wasted on mushrooms, you know, after hours. This was like a full-time, thi- ru- long-running thing. Well, the reason this, this Amsterdam, uh, Netherlands incident is becoming a big deal is because there were policies that were instituted after the, the disaster oh, in Colombia. I see what the link is. So there is a directive here barring the consumption of alcohol within 10 hours of going on duty. So I don't get that. Like you work for 10 hours and then, and then you can't drink or you, you, let's say you work. You can't drink if you're 10 hours before you have to start. Yeah, that's what it means. Like if your start time is 8 a.m. on Friday, then you have to stop drinking at – uh, <laughs> 4 p.m. on on Thursday. You probably have to right? stop drinking by like midnight. No, uh, like no, 11 4 p.m. No, it, I got it wrong. Well, whatever. That's it. But I mean, that's a long. That's a long <laughs> time. Knows. We can't do math. That's probably a skill that you need to be in the Secret Service to be able to, like subtract one hour from another. I can figure it out with my cell phone. I, I'm, I have a <laughs> smartphone. They don't give. Don't you? you I don't to need like to a be smart. Secret Service uh, hyper security cell phone, though. I would ask number two or number one because yeah. I'm What's number, up two? number one. <laughs> do we have to stop drinking yet, or what? But ten hours, though. I mean, that's a, like why? Why not six? I would. I mean, I was out last night till three a.m. I had to be at work by nine. That's six mm-hmm. hours. I was fine. It I guess been better though. I wasn't protecting the president. I just had to sit at my desk reading about drunk Secret Service agents. Could you do a judo chop? Well, I already established that. No, I, I, no, I, I mean, like, if you knew that. how to do a judo chop, could you have done one? Probably would have given me even a worse headache, though. <laughs> but maybe. 
But so this rule was violated by this passed out agent and two others. So there are three passed out agents in the Netherlands. So, um, I mean, they're in, in Amsterdam. Do you really, do, were they just drinking alcohol? They don't say Amsterdam. They say the Netherlands. So I don't know if they're... I just assume. Probably. I mean, who knows? My question is, though, why are the Secret Service agents embarrassing themselves like this? Has, has it always been like this? Has this been like this party profession that I never knew about? Why wouldn't we have known? I mean, because it was just more secret back then? It is called the Secret Service. <laughs> Well, what what I don't get about it, so they're saying, I read something here in an article here from the Washington Post. They say the Secret Service's main cultural problem has never been sexism or hyper-masculinity. It's alcoholism. They just like to get drunk. Are there women in the Secret Service? Yeah. So what are they doing? Are they partying? Are they just whoring about? (laughs) I assume so. So there's this whole section. I mean, I know politicians tend to, uh, you know, be pretty. Uh, they, 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 they like the party. The politicians like to have a little bit not of fun. Not Mitt Romney. Well, not Mitt Romney. I mean, He's a the, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Republican politicians. Well, no, I think a lot of Republican politicians definitely booze it up. You well, think Boehner isn't boozing it up? Look at him. <laughs> he looks completely pickled and you know, like dried out like leather. It's probably why he cries all the time. I know. He's like, oh, I have such a horrible hangover. <laughs> but then he, he tries to mask it with being actually sad about something, but really it's just a bad headache. I, but I, you know, you never see women in the Secret Service, though. You, whenever you see pictures of Obama, you don't see him flanked by a female Secret Service agent. I don't really pay attention to you. <laughs> that, what about that pictures. movie with uh, Clint Eastwood? Wasn't uh, that girl from from uh, Lethal Weapon three or two in it? Wasn't she a Secret Service lady? What about that show with uh, Claire Danes that everybody likes? She's more of like a security investigator lady. Oh, she's not Homeland. Secret Service. Homeland. What about? Uh, isn't there? Wasn't there like there might even be like three or four Sandra Bullock movies where she's a Secret Service agent? Possibly. Miss Congeniality. Was that? But that's that's, that's a comedy. Well, hey, you're reality. saying movies are lying to me. <laughs> They're not based in reality. So, but there's been a history of Secret Service agents getting drunk. Tales of agents getting too drunk to perform their jobs date all the way to the Kennedy years. Of course. So there's this this section of governmental jobs that you're allowed to party at. You're allowed to get hookers. You probably have access. You probably get no, hookers for the president. You're not allowed. Okay, it's well, not it's written into the goddamn handbook. Okay, it, it's a don't ask, don't tell. It's probably an unspoken policy. You can get hookers. Yeah, it's a culture. It's, it's, it's a, culture a culture of permissiveness. It's, yeah. I, it's I'd a, be more interested in hearing about, like... It's a festive culture. Like, what about, like, in the days of, like, Taft? <laughs> like, were they just getting wasted? FDR? Off of, like... Applejack or whatever the fuck they drank back then. <laughs> Moonshine. Yeah. And then just getting some like really – because you know they had like fucking really disgusting hookers like back in like the 1800s, right? Like with really awful diseases. Yeah, and like peg legs, bad teeth. Like no teeth, bad, none. Just the hairiest bushes you could even imagine. I don't Terrible – bra- like have never brushed their teeth in their life. They what do you even- think what – kind, what kind of hookers do you think Teddy Roosevelt was banging? Uh, you know, well, like, I mean, of the day, the cream of the crop, but today, you know, they'd just be shit. (laughs) They'd be like the mingers of the bunch. So, okay. If you were at your job right now 
if you got so I am I'm in my podcasting job so drunk okay. that you passed out in the hallway at your work what would happen once would you get sent <laughs> home I would probably be suggested that I go home I don't know I'm surprised this never happened to somebody else at work okay let's say you went to the bathroom took your pants off and you're just walking around shirt cocking well then they you know they try and would you be fired they 5150 me you wouldn't be 5150 for that. Yes, they would. No, let's just say you're just completely just, you know, soused and you're walking around with your Yeah, my out. office manager would call the police and be like, uh, there's somebody in our office. He's one of our employees and he seems to be off his meds. You don't think, okay. So you probably, I don't know if you'd be 5150. You'd probably be like. <laughs> what probably, do you want me to say, D? I don't no, know. What would I'm happen? just saying they would remove what you. What would from, happen? They would remove you from the office. You'd probably How? be sent Who? home. We don't have a bot. We don't have security. Well, no, she'd probably call the cops. And if you wouldn't leave, what did I just say? That's what fifty-one fifty is. <laughs> I thought that that's when you're committed. They can't commit you anymore, but they can call the cops and say, "We think this guy's like off his rocker." That's fifty-one fifty. Oh, okay, I thought that was like they actually no, send the guys this is one white. Of the, this is one of the great the tragedies of our time. Is they can call the cops and they'll take you away, but they can't commit you. They can only hold you for like on a cycle for like six, you know, six hours or something. And this is why a bunch of shit like fucking, you know, uh, crazy shit like uh, Newtown happens because we can't do anything about crazy people anymore because it's against the law. You know that guy was shirt-cocking all the time. He was doing shit where people were like, somebody needs to fucking put the net on that guy and throw him in a home, but nobody can do it. All you can do is be like, well, he's acting extra crazy today, so we're going to call the cops. They're going to take him away for six hours. Then they're going to release him. He's going to be back next week doing the same shit. Well... I think you. I don't think you'd get fired the first time you're really drunk, pass out. In no, the I didn't say fired. But I think probably, if I came back after the fifty-one fifty, be like, "Wow, I don't know. I, sorry, I, I'm on this medication I on and I didn't take it." When what I really mean is, I'm on this medication and I took too much of it, meaning booze and drink a fifth of vodka. Yeah, and I, you know, I was really depressed. And I mean, why would I do that? Because I was really depressed. I'm like, because a girl dumped me or something. And they, they probably would excuse it. It'd be fine. I think I would probably get fired. I do wonder why that you. I would find myself in that situation, though. I'm not a I'm not an at work a drunk person. And it would be weird too because everyone in the office saw your dick. You just had to be like, uh, yeah, sorry. They'd all be jealous. <laughs> I have to deal with the jealousy and the day to day. They'd all be basis. snickering behind your back. Um, but yeah, so but but they, but here in the Secret Service, you get drunk, you get a hooker, you get sent home. Is that that bad? What do, what do you think your wife? What do you think your wife thinks when you get home? You're like, well, yeah, I was supposed to be gone for three weeks, but uh, they said I did such a good job, I got to go home early. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, you know, and I can't go back to work for a month. It's and nor am I getting paid, but you know, it's, you get to have hang out with me a bit longer. Yeah, they gave me extra vacation. <laughs> back in the day, they used to say unpaid leave for thirty days. Now it's just you just get sent home. And uh, yeah, it's a, and they say no. You get a warning. A warning. I'm just saying. It's not I cheap think... to send somebody home on a next day flight from Amsterdam. That's like a what five thousand dollar ticket? The, they, plane ticket. I mean, they sent him back from uh, Colombia. I guess they go eleven on guys plane, right? Or maybe they don't. Maybe they do fly commercial. I wonder if he's drinking on the plane. I'm just saying. You're the dog. I think I would be uh, I'd be qualified to uh, to work in, a, in an environment like that. I mean, and I think it's a shame that I'm too old. The I'm capacity also too- for drinking or the actual Secret Service skills. I think we established that you don't have those. 
I don't have the Secret Service skills, but I think mm-hmm. I'd be fun outside of the uh, the actual like you know hurting somebody or jumping in front of a bullet. I think I could do the um, you know like I'll get hookers for everybody. But, you, you know, be I'll like be that the guy, bulldog, like the Marine mascot bulldog. They just keep you around for the the LOL. Well, that's Z. That, that that's a bit um, derogatory. It's like, yeah. I'm just trying to I'm trying to make it work for you. What I what I would probably do is I would be like they'd be like you know D's here he'll go get the president anything the president wants like if the president wants some coke I'll go get the coke for him if the president I wants think a the hooker president has that per- that's like the chief of staff's job no but the, the the chief of staff would probably just come and get I'd be that one trusted secret service agent he knows that if an attacker comes I'm probably not going to be able to do anything I'll probably scream like a woman and just run down the hallway that's not, that's like a chihuahua you're like the chihuahua. Of the Secret Service, and once then all again, the other ones are once Rockweilers. Again, that's also demeaning. I, I think I'm more of a Doberman. No. Maybe. No. Okay, well then I make... The Doberman attacks. I make crafty Basset Hound that I could go out and get things for people. Can I, you find, like, a dead body somewhere? <laughs> no. I, I could cover up the dead body the next morning if the president needs me to. If we got a little too randy with a hooker. Mm. Okay. You're like the Greamer Wormtongue. I, I well, once again, that's also kind of demeaning. But all right, I'm just I, I can to be find that. a position for you. Well, you're, tr- you're does the president likening me to all these insulting figures. Nobody knows about. If the president has what, like a greamer worm tongue, like the the like the, the behind the scenes guy. Do you remember, man? Do you remember in the X Files the the guy that smoked all the cigarettes, the cancer man? Vaguely, I would be a, that type of character. I would be that what about, guy. I mean, you know somebody. Like snuck Monica Lewinsky into the Oval Office. You'd be that, that would be person. me. Be like, come on, you fat pig. <laughs> Suck on the president's dick. I would be like, uh, like, wow, he's mean. Hello, Mr. President. You should fire that guy. He's so mean. <laughs> well, he does what he's told. Hey, I'd be like, sir, we uh, going hogging tonight? I'll help you out with that. And then I'll just go get a fat. Find you the him. finest hogs. <laughs> I'm just saying now, after I was reading that, uh, I was reading that article today, I was like, I think I really uh, chose the wrong career path here. Uh huh. But who knows? Anyway, moving on. People, this is episode uh, 426 here, Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of how the show works you send us stories, disquieting stories, disturbing stories. We read them here on the air, and if we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. I really will actually go to the post office. Myself, because Wackerly doesn't do doesn't do that. No, nope. um, I don't handle the merch. I will mail you a second round care package. But we have to. Give Why you would the goy handle the money and the merch? I mean, this just doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, you could also, I mean, have a bit of a work ethic and actually care about nope. the fans. No, nope. which uh, you don't. <laughs> it's <No>. apparent. <laughs> um. But anyway, send us your story. Second round podcast at hotmail dot com. Submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. And uh, yeah, uh, we, have a, we have a couple good ones here this week. Uh, one's very timely. But before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. 
First story we got here came in from Dave in uh, Fort Myers. He says, just another day in Florida. He yeah. says, just another day in the FLA. Just another day in the FLA. So, just did a rap. Yeah, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty good there. Thank you. That's what I do for the show. This is a this has to do with an April Fool's Day prank here, Wackley. Did you get pranked on April Fool's? No. Did you pull kinda, any pranks? I think I think April Fool's is going away because I didn't even have to get exposed to it much online. I mean, in the in the past years, it's you know all, all the fucking companies have to do some fucking thing with April Fools. I only saw a couple of those, and even all my social media was pretty much free of dumbass. Uh, I mean, relatively free, you know, of dumbass April Fools. I saw quite a few in the Facebook feed of just idiots trying to pull some transparent gag. It's, it do, do you feel? I mean, I you probably you maybe saw it more than me, but do you feel that it has subsided a little bit? Is it? Is there a backlash against all the hijinks? No, you know, I think I think people still I think people still engage in hijinks. I prank mm-hmm. my brother. I do it every but year. But let's see a personal level prank amongst people who actually know each other. I can appreciate. I guess I'm talking about this whole like we've even done it in the past where we had an April Fool's show. Oh, yeah. and looking well, back on it, I'm embarrassed because it's retarded. Nah, it is retarded. I think we haven't we pulled a couple pranks on the show before. I don't remember. I only remember one. Soft and warm. We did that one. That's the only one I remember. That was, that was the one. Maybe that was the only April Fool's prank. Well, by the way, Jeff is dead. <laughs> it's April third, though, so never mind. That was a joke. I, I I got my brother pretty good this. I usually get my brother every year. My brother's very gullible, and he gets so angry. He gets really mad. Fun. I should have I should have actually taped this one. This is great. I called him and I was like, "Hey, uh, my, my brother's had." Let me give a backstory here. My brother's had anal warts probably three times. For anybody who had any doubt, <laughs> he's had anal warts three really? times. So he's kind of an authority when it comes to warts on your asshole. Jeff would be the first person I would call with any type of STD that I thought I had. I did. I did when I got uh, when I had gonorrhea. Well, he's your brother, but I yeah. mean, even him without him being my brother, I still would call him first. He's had a an array of STDs, so he's right. he is kind of an authority there. But I know anal warts. Like he's how many a people? Right. I mean, I don't know anybody other. I don't know anyone else but my brother who's had anal warts. Are anal warts like genital warts or related or are they a completely different thing? No, the same thing, but they're in your asshole because some, someone had a warty cock they shoved in your ass. Right. I guess, uh, yeah, people's genitals don't usually get near my cock or asshole. Well, it was I funny because I called up my brother and I was <laughs> like, I was like, Ste- I was like, Stephanie is freaking out. And my sister's freaking out because Jeremy, Big Jer, told her that he has uh, anal warts. I was like, well, what are we going to do? Jer's freaking out and Stephanie's freaking out. My brother's like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, no. He goes, it, it, you know, it's not necessarily an STD. He probably got it from uh, just sitting on a toilet in uh, in the mission, a public toilet. Doctor like, Jeff. And so I was like, what? What do you? What do you think? Jared goes to a public toilet and rubs his asshole on the toilet seat. And he goes, I don't know what he does. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, well, okay. Well, he's freaking out. What do you? You should give him a call. He's like, all he's got to do is go get some cream, Eldar cream, and just put it, just put it up his asshole. Well, don't tell me. 
He's got to call Jared. Tell him. That's what I was trying to get him to. I was trying to get him to call Jared. I almost had him. To, to, I almost had him calling Jared, and then I started laughing. What is like, this magical cream that kills anal warts? Eldara. It's called Eldara. Is yeah, it from Mexico? I don't. I don't. I think it's from the Amazon or is it jungle. Arabic. Eldara. No, I think it's like. Uh, I think that's like the the uh, pharmaceutical name for it. Allahu Eldara. Like Eldara, and you can just stick it up your asshole, and it kills the warts. Hmm. Although I think my brother has actually it seems had to like go to a doctor. It's the kind of thing where you're like, if it's going to kill the warts, what's it going to do to the rest of my asshole? That can't be good. <laughs> I think he's had it burned off before, though, too, by a doctor. The extreme cases. Yeah. But anyway, I started they, laughing. So I, assume it. I assume he's been in stirrups with his pants off. <laughs> and like a fucking Dr. Blofeld laser pointed at his butthole. God, that's like worse than like the worst thing on the internet there's certain things that just should never be on the internet i, I would never yeah that's something i would never want to see yeah anyway i um i started laughing and i was like april fools and my brother's like you're such a fucking asshole and i was like a warty asshole and then he just hung up <laughs> have so you whatever. talked to him since no he was mad about it as i don't know but he it would have been great I, I wonder what jer would have said just no <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because that would be funny to get the recording of the call. Jera, uh, D, D told me, uh, you know, uh, you got anal warts, and uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I think he would have, I don't think he would have just, I think he would have called them and be like, you got anal warts? Don't worry about it, it's fine. And then Jared would been like, who is this? <laughs> so anyway, this story here that came in from Dave is an April Fool's prank that uh, would have been an epic prank had it been a prank at all. A corpse was mistaken for an April Fool's prank in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. That's funny. Because I was going to say, this is like Crying Wolf. Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf, yeah. Um, a woman jumped from a 16-story apartment building. It turned out this was an, a, an, a high-rise for the elderly. It was an assisted living facility. And the, uh, the guard here, Ronald Benjamin, was working at the front desk... He went outside for a cigarette, and he saw the body of a 96-year-old woman lying on the pavement, parking lot. <laughs> Benjamin, 61 years old, his first instinct, it's not a body. He didn't think it was a body. He thought it was a mannequin, and that right. someone... With goo coming out of it. <laughs> red goo. Someone was playing an April Fool's Day prank on him, so he just finished his smoke and went back inside. Which is interesting to me, because so this guy's 61 years old. When do the pranks stop? Like, do, do you still prank people at 61? Yeah, I think old dudes are even bigger pranks. I mean, you're, they're bigger pranksters when you become an old guy. The whole pull my finger thing, that's all old dudes made that shit up. Got, yeah, your, guess. got your nose? Old people. But I'm talking about a full-on prank, like putting a body covered in, well, in fake this is, blood. The, the jokes that I just said are the jokes that old people do to small children. I mean, who knows what they do to each other? Got your depends, got yeah. your heart medication. <laughs> oh, I yeah, who it. knows? You know, maybe putting like itchy powder in the depends. Plus, it's easier to prank people when they have Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah, because they just don't. You can prank. You can prank them with the same prank every day. You know, the remember. dead body prank must be really easy in old age home. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot Is you it really can do a prank it. or not? I, don't know. I guess I plan to prank my brother at that age. 
It'd be funny if you're old just to pretend like you're dead all the time. Because people will believe it. They'd be like, ah! You got and then, it. And just, I'm not and dead. Then, but just wait to the point where, like, you know, the orderlies have to come and put the blanket over you. They're or, almost and then about to zip the body bag. They're really, and then you just jump up and be like, gotcha! April Fool's. I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> what can they do to you? I, if you just keep know. doing that over and over and over again. Put I you in a home. Nothing. I guess they'd put no, you in the Alzheimer's wing. Yeah. But if you, I mean, if you clearly don't have Alzheimer's, you're just an asshole. <laughs> and they just put you in one of those shitty, shitty. You used, we used to live in Oakland, right? You ever, did you ever see those like old folks' homes that were in our neighborhood? Oh, like, they're just God. awful. Yeah, but you'd those go are by, like you'd go by and like, oh, I hope they have good recreation, and you'd see somebody like an old person with like some swollen foot in a in a wheelchair just rolled right up to the like glass door, like that was their recreation, being able to look out. At the shitty, like, alley street that it's on. Yeah, but those are, like, for, like, uh, you know, poor families. You know, you know I mean? Or, or families that have plenty of money, but they fucking don't like you, and they're not going to spend any money They just on you, put, so they you put you in a home. A shitty home. I would be one of those With old no guys. Amenities. I'd be one of those. You know, because you know how, like, at a lot of these uh, these assisted living facilities, you get these girls that are, like, 18 years old working there. Oh, and so I would you? be one of those old guys and be like, I, "This is your fantasy." I can't world. bathe. I'm just too feeble to bathe. And then uh, that would be yeah. my thing. Yeah, you're gonna go to the old old folks' home that there's lots of 18 year old hotties working at. I don't know where you got this idea. Yeah, but okay, does it even matter if they're hot? It's just a young girl is working. I'll probably be like a 24 year old girl. That's her job. <laughs> and Dan, when you're like Dream 68. On. I bet you you'd be, you'd be like snorting some Viagra, and you're like, "Sweet, it's time for my bath." There aren't 24 year old girls at these places. There, I guarantee there are. I there's, bet you there's, there's 24 some year old girls like visiting their nan. Okay, Wackerly, do you recall? Not this is back in the you. annals of sick and wrong history. One of the first stories we ever did was about these teenage. No, they weren't teenagers, but they were like 20 year old girls who gave a bunch of X-lax to the older elderly patients so they would shit themselves for the next uh, group of uh, girls that were coming in. Right. Needle in a haystack. <laughs> You're going to go to the one that's like 99% of them where, you know, there's like these 55-year-old just, just people who fucking completely hate all humanity that work there. You just hate old people. You're lucky to be bathed every two months. What is shit encrusted in my crack? Shut up. So then I would probably do what, uh, what this lady ended up doing, the subject of this story. Dive off the top, top floor. So Benjamin didn't think it was a body. He finishes the smoke, goes back inside. An hour and a half later, his relief, uh, Rose Beavers, 62 years old, because I don't think they hire any uh, security guards under 60. Like, I bet you they, you could be old enough to be a resident. To, Her name to is work Rose Beavers? Rose Beavers. 62. She arrives at the <laughs> that's building. Like, that's the name of a hooker from the Taft era. Rose Ooh, Beavers. Rose Beavers is coming around. Well, she is 62. So I like maybe. it when she tugs on my mutton chops as I'm chowing her shitty box. So Beavers actually believed it was a body. But then Benjamin said, no, it's just a joke. Don't worry about it. Really? Did you check it out at all? No, but it's April 1st, so it must be a joke. Well, then Beavers, Benjamin, and a third employee... All decided that if it was a prank, they need to remove the prank from the parking lot. So they all got together. They went over to go pick up the body, and they saw that there was red, well, red paint is what they thought it was. But, they, I mean, there's obviously blood all over the parking lot. 
but they thought it was red paint. This is like a very elaborate April Fool's Day prank. These guys work at a do they they're security guards for the old folks home? Yeah. And they're over sixty. Wow. My, my my question is who's going to prank this old man with a prank of, of this level? Like this is a prank I would do to my brother. I would do, probably do this to to sleazy E. But to like some old guy that works at the the old age home? Yeah. Get a mannequin covered in red paint. Yeah, when you're 66, do you just go to work one day and you don't get to go home? You're just like, I guess I live here now. <laughs> I, th I think they probably do live here. So Benjamin enlisted the help of a couple that was delivering newspapers, and all of them. They, they went over and they dumped the body into a trash bin. Nobody mm -hmm. questioned whether or not it was a body. They're just like, okay, it's a mannequin. This is a joke. And they, they Wait, they it. lifted it up and they still thought it was a mannequin? Yeah, and they threw it in a trash bin. Wow, they're pretty dumb. A couple hours later, a maintenance worker, Johnny Williams, 42 years old, he showed up at work. He's a youngster. And uh, Benjamin was gone. Beavers, the security guard that replaced him, told him what happened. He went and looked at the blood, didn't think it was a joke, looked in the trash bin and said, okay, that's a human body. They called the police. Is he a doctor? <laughs> Is that how you could tell? No, I just think he's an intelligent individual. Oh. <laughs> Not an idiot. Like a doctor. Yeah. Super Dr. smart genius. Like Dr. Phil. He looked in the trash bin. He said, that is a body. They called the police, and they went up to the woman's 16th floor apartment. They found a suicide note and a stool she used to climb over the balcony wall. Uh, you don't want to be talking about stool when you're talking about old folks' <laughs> home. That would be the last thing I did before I jumped out, just shit all over the floor. Never liked that maintenance person. <laughs> I would shit all the way down. Yeah. Uh, residents of the building said she was from England and that she sometimes talked about World War II. It's an interesting sometimes. life. That's an understatement. I got to say, I do not blame this woman at all for taking Where a nosedive off the 16th floor. St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, if they don't have enough old people in Florida. One less one. You know, I got to say, I do not blame her at all. If I was ever in that situation, I couldn't do it. As long as I have my own room, I'm fine. Yeah, but if, eventually, I, if, you have to, if I have to be doubled up, then I'm going to jump. I, I would just, you know what? I would just stay at home and OD or something. Just drink enough Jaeger till I eventually just my liver bursts. Well, I mean, how much shittier is your, your private room at the old folks home going to be than your shitty apartment? You got to deal. You got to you got to go downstairs and have meals with all the other old people. Oh. You gotta, what are you, you doing in your apartment before uh, the end? Ramen noodles? I don't know. Can't you have a microwave in your private homeroom? Who's going to take you shopping? Oh. Well, Amazon. I'm sure. I'm sure. The Amazon drone will bring it to your little balcony or your window. I'm sure your children will hate you. Oh, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so they're not going to come visit you. What about you? a 3D printer? Can I 3D print ramen? Oh, that's a good question. This is the future after all. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know. I still think 3D printers will be a joke You know, 20 years from now, too. Who knows? What if I have to go into a home early, like at 50? That's only 10 years away. We're There's still not going to be anything cool by then. They'll still, we're still going to be on PlayStation 4. We'll still be podcasting, though. Oh, will we? <laughs> Am I going to have internet in this fucking old folks' home? How else are you going to jerk off? True. My memory is going to be completely shot. You'll keep forgetting. Like you, you, every every day you'll discover. Wow, Pornhub! This is amazing. Why didn't I have this as a boy? 
Yeah. That'd be incredible. Anyway. You did have it, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? Subway surfing hmm. in the Bronx. It's a sport I'm unfamiliar with. If you're going to subway surf, I would think that the Bronx, you know, Manhattan is like the Mavericks of subway surfing. Mavericks is where they have the big waves in uh, Pacifica, Half Moon Bay area, which is like, or the North Shore of Hawaii, I guess. Yeah, I wonder about that, though. Is it because those are like older subways? What about the L, the L train in Chicago? It's elevated. Mm. It's good, but the L train's really a knockoff of, you know, the the New York subway. Yeah, but the New York subway is all, uh, it's all underground. Well... That's part of the challenge. Yeah, but could you imagine, like, if you're if you're surfing on the top of a train and you're like, you know, thirty feet up in the air? Yeah, but they have that in New York too, especially in the Bronx and Brooklyn and all. Yeah, I guess queens. they they do have that. They just don't call it the L. Yeah, what do they call it? The subway. It's the subway. Yeah. It's a fucking above your head. It's retarded. So, is subway surfing? Do you have to be on top of the train, or can you just hold on to the back? I think you just have to be outside of the train. But, I mean, come on. If you're on the back and, you, and you're like, oh, I'm a big subway surfer, whatever, D. Well, I'm picturing you're like, always you on know, the back like a complete pussy. It's like, I'm a really pretty good skier and you're just always on the bunny hill with all the other children. Well, I'm picturing like again. surfing, though, like a surfing bird. Like you're up, you know, like doing the moves. Like a teen wolf? Yeah, like on top of the uh, on well, top of the car. I think that's the ultimate move. But, I mean, you could be like hanging off the side or, or like doing the Superman, you know, with your hands stretched out in front of you. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of moves. Work. And you got to change. And, and if you watch, you know, we just got through the Winter Olympics. If you watch, you know, like freestyle snowboard, snowboarding or skiing, I mean, you get the real points for like changing it up. You don't. You don't want. Even if there's one move that's the ultimate move, if you just do that move the whole time, you're not going to get a lot of points. Different positions, but but who's judging the subway surfing contest? Well, <laughs> this is more of what we call a uh, folk sport. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when people do art, where they're like, "Well, what kind of art do you do?" Oh, I do folk art. Oh, you do shitty art. That sucks. <laughs> Well, there's a big community that like it. Yeah, yeah, they're all dumbasses too. It's kind of like the guys that do parkour, where they jump off of things. Like they jump off of right. like you know, you it's jump like off of a ledge. Freestyle running. Yeah, it's like it's guess what it, it is. That's like the shittiest sport I've ever heard of. It looks stupid until like somebody falls down like eight stories and breaks their neck. Then you're like, oh, parkour is cool. Same with subway surfing. Pretty much. There's a 45 year old guy who. Uh, well, let me say this. Let me start at the end. Uh, New York MTA, Metropolitan Transit Association, authority? Authority. Spokesman Kevin Ortiz said Thursday, subway surfing is simply one of the dumbest things you can do. Don't do it. Hmm. That's the advice. But if you do want to do it, you could be like this 45-year-old guy who uh, is being hasn't bet yet been named. I think a lot of people who subway surf are homeless. Yeah, I was thinking this guy's got to be a Bob Madigan type. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. <laughs> Well, I would think that. I bet you he's a drunk. He's probably like, yeah, I'm so punk rock. Oh I'm not scared of anything. Speak ill of the dead. <laughs> well, okay. I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm not saying he is Bob Madigan, but he's a Bob Madigan right. type. Like one of these fearless guys. It's like, I live life to the fullest. I've right. lived by my own rules. 
Right. I stabbed a guy for a quarter yesterday. <laughs> um, he was riding in a north stretch of elevated track. Exactly what you were just talking about. From the Whitlock Avenue station till the Elder Avenue station near Westchester Avenue. Anybody who's ever lived in New York is like, oh, I know exactly where that is. I used to go to this pizza place. By there. Oh, you lived in New York. Great. Like <laughs> fucking 50 million other people. Was this like Brooklyn or something? Like where? where is that? I don't fucking know or care. <laughs> but somewhere in the Bronx. It was in the Bronx. Okay, the Bronx. Uh, and uh, witnesses said the man had been walking between the cars, which you can do. Can you do that on the L? When you go between cars, are you actually outside? You know, you know what's funny, and this is—I don't want to sound racist here—but the observation mm-hmm. I remember riding the L, the only people that ever go in between cars that's just not satisfied sitting in the car that you're that you walked on yeah. onto are black people. Black people well, love I, to walk between cars. I go between the cars on the Bart all the time. If it's too crowded, and I think the next one's less crowded, or the air conditioning isn't working in the one that I stepped onto, yeah. That's a bit different. I mean, but uh, – and the thing is with BART, you can just press a button. The door slides open. Like the one in Chicago, you kind of have to pull the door open. And then you're on you this like – You pull the BARTs too, but I get what you're saying. The BART you can't get – you're not technically outside. There's like a uh, – what do you call it? Like a baffle. Yeah, a it's like it's enclosed. It's enclosed by this like flexible material that I suppose if you had a knife, you might be able to like cut through it. Uh, but on these on old L trains in Chicago and in, in, in New York, it's like you are. You're walking outside. When you're outside. between the train, it's like uh, in the Wild West where you're just like riding you know, on the locomotive and you're just – you're outside. I don't know why black people like to do that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever made this observation. It's, I've, I've just noticed it when I've been on public trains. I'm like, man, that black guy wants to go to the other car. So he got in between the trains and he climbed up onto the roof where his head <laughs> – there's not a lot of build up to this story. I don't I apologize for that because he climbed up where his head slammed into a hard object, police said. Oh, really? A hard object? Good job, Sherlock. (laughs) It was not immediately clear what he ran into, but a police spokesman said it was likely a metal support beam or another piece of equipment once again. So was he on an elevated train or was he he underground? Elevated. So he hit the support beam on top of it. What oh, you clearly, you clearly have never lived in New York, dude. You would know that that's elevated train. Have you ever had arguments with these type of people before? Yeah, that, that just have to point it out that you're not urban as you're not as urban as I am. Or even if it's two people who lived in New York, like one person is more New Yorker than the other one. Like, it's, oh, I'm sure you just spent all your time in like the Upper East Side or something. I was in the Bronx, bro. <laughs> I lived in asshole. Alphabet City. Oh, God. You ever even walked around in Alphabet City? I got my eye cut out by a crackhead. <laughs> well, what happened? I got better. He <laughs> <laughs> turned me into a duck. So oh, did dude. it lop his head off? Like, did he decapitate it? That's why they can't tell what it hit. I mean, there's just blood and brain and skull fucking scattered all over the place. <laughs> there's like, you know. You they gotta you gotta look for like the most splattered spot. Like I think that's probably where his head first hit. I, what I don't understand is what is this man's motivation? Is he mentally ill? I mean, is he trying to? Because he's not impressing anybody. Like if it was a teenager, somebody that did might this, be impressed. But okay, but he's forty five. But yeah. what I'm saying here is, if it was a teenager that was doing this, it's like he's probably trying to impress his friends or his girlfriend or something. Like this guy, was he trying to impress another homeless dude? 
Like there's boxcar a, Willy? Uh, there's a Wikipedia page, and one of the sections is called Motivation. The Wikipedia page just covers subway surfing. <laughs> and it's a list. I know you love lists, so here we go. Uh, here's why people do it. Enjoyment of riding and feeling of speed. Extended view of surrounding area in comparison with the view from a window inside a rail car. <laughs> okay. Opportunity to avoid the cost of a ticket, which I don't think that applies here because you can't get to the train unless you go past the turnstile. But maybe in other countries where you can just like hop on. Well, even like uh, in uh, in I know in L.A. and in San Francisco, you can just kind of the trains, you know, the Muni goes around the city. You can jump on to the Muni and hold on to it if you want to do. I, I guess I've never seen that happen. Yeah, I'm Bart, surprised people don't do, do it. You can't do that on Bart. You would, well, yeah, I don't know if you could do. There's that no even. places where you could sort of access the exposed train, really. And it doesn't have any anywhere like you could grip or hold on to it. <laughs> well, that's part of the. I mean, the, that's what you design. say because you're not a train surfer. That's part yeah. of the sport. Maybe that is the sport. Yeah, <laughs> freeform train surfing. Uh, opportunity to ride in comfort when a train is extremely crowded. This is my favorite one. Opportunity to ride a train which simply has no room for more people need to go to work. <laughs> I don't know who wrote these. <laughs> Wait, so, so this is the way he commutes. Just holds on to the back like of the train. Like a train comes and it's cr- – it, this has happened to you and me probably. You know, Like a bus or a train comes and you're like, fuck, it's completely so full. I can't get on it. But, you, you know, what do you do? You just I like, wait I for guess the next I have to wait one. for the next or one walk. and call my boss and tell him I'm going to be late. But, like, you know, if you're a really dedicated work person, you're like, I guess I'm just going to get on the top. Where <laughs> It's highly illegal, but I need to make it to my morning conference call at 930. Yeah, maybe if you lived in Bangladesh. I don't think you'd do that yeah. in San Francisco. I think, this, I think this item in the list is clearly from India or, you know, one of those – yeah, where where would you have ethic? to work where they, where they would make you do this? Like, a, if you're like a, um, you know, an obstetrician, <laughs> good to deliver this baby. The train is too crowded. You just jump on the back. Yeah, you jump on the. You back. think you could just ask somebody like, "Hey, you know, this train's really crowded. Is anybody here not going to deliver a baby?" And some guy would just be like, "Yeah, I'm just going to work at the Blockbuster Video." So okay, you can take how, my spot. How pissed off would you be? If you're in this train, you're going to you're going home from work. So this is after after you've worked a nine hour day. You're going home from work, and some asshole climbs on top of the roof, gets his head lopped off, and you're just stuck on the tracks for what three hours till they remove the body. Uh, this is a very D Simonish type of opinion, but I actually would not mind. <laughs> you, well, you yeah right. You wouldn't be irate. I'd be irate, but then I would be because I would be irate when I would I would think like what the fuck the like track maintenance some sh- stupid shit happened again or some dumbass homeless person fucking got on the tracks and they had to stop the thing but when, but then I'd find out like oh my god some guy just got his head fucking exploded on top of this train and then I'd be like looking at it and everything and taking selfies in front of it like I this, guess a similar thing used to happen when I would had to commute on the bay the wonderful Bay Area highways every day. And, you know, every day there's fucking traffic jams. And usually it's because um, somebody, like, threw a McDonald's cup into the highway and it stops traffic for three hours because people see a McDonald's cup and they freak out or they have to look at it or they swerve around it, like, crazily. But once in a while there'd be a traffic jam and be like, holy fuck, a, a huge 
semi-tractor trailer like jackknifed and like tipped now. over a fe- Ford Festiva and then like a motorcycle did like a fucking end over end over end, you know, triple Lindy into the fucking it's bay. Severed in half. And there's a dude's arm. And then I'd be like, well, at least this traffic jam had some cool shit involved. Okay. I, I, I get photos. that. I get that. It's a, it's yeah. a satisfying explanation for your inconvenience. Because if you commute every day in this train, you know, once or twice a week it gets delayed, and usually it's something boring. So you're you're already used to being angry about it being stopped, but at least for once in your life, it got stopped for, like, a crazy reason that you can actually tell stories to people. As opposed to just like, I'm so mad. Why? My train was delayed. Well, what happened? I don't know. There was, like, a switch that blew up, and they had to fix it, and it took forever. <laughs> and the person listening to your story is just like, Jesus Christ, dude. You're so boring. I kind of like this idea of subway surfing homeless people. You never know if on the train it's like, yeah, there's like three subway surfers up there. Some other guy who was 45 died in October. Um, his name was Grump, which I guess was his nickname. And uh, he also hit his head. But he was actually uh, talking afterwards before he died saying, help me, help me, says his friend uh, Pablo <laughs> Reyes, who's another homeless guy. And uh, – Basically the same thing. Well, people, uh, lesson learned here. Just just pay for a fare and ride the subway like a normal mensch. You know, you don't need to ride on top of the subway. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So we got a few phone calls here in the Sigurong hotline. 206-666-3846 is the number. Um, this first one uh, comes from um, – it's a response, actually. This is a reply from uh, – remember Just a Girl? Sort of. So a few weeks ago, Just a Girl called. And oh, I think yeah. Wackerly was uh, – was, I wanted was, to was, horn it well, up You were reflecting bit. on her previous calls, and you were saying, you know, it's a shame – that she's not calling and telling us about her sexual exploits. Right. And, and you know, I don't know if you have her mixed up or not, but here, here it is. So she explains herself. I probably do. Hi, it's just a girl down in Florida. Date and Lance, I do not know what sick stories that you think I've called and told you about my sex life. I don't remember telling you any sick and twisted stories. Don't you remember some story where this girl was shoving beer cans in her vagina, like in Hawaii. No, I, I remember something about this. I thought this. I thought she was the one who talked about how she like had multiple orgasms. She had some new boyfriend, and she just loved the show, but she just, just couldn't get enough orgasms from this guy, like on a day to day basis. And 
I mean, he was giving her a lot, but she, she was just great. This new but it wasn't enough to satiate her, her. No, it was enough. I mean, it, what I'm saying is like it was awesome for her. her she was having multiple orgasms and she loved the show, blah, blah, blah. But I guess it was somebody else. Maybe it was that podiatrist. No, this could be her. Wait, hold on a second. She I says it's not. I telling you that I'm an easy comer and I feel See? kind of sorry <laughs> for See, Wackley wasn't making this up. Don't come quickly, but... I love so the the gist of this call is, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I know that time I told you I was multi orgasmic and went on and on and on about it. She's saying that we had some like sick fantasies involving her, which actually I do. That's what I said. Well, I think we, we she was thinking that we were creating these fabricating these stories where she like you know had some gangbang or something but i don't no. think it, when I, a girl tells me she's multi-orgasmic that's enough for me to have a fantasy yeah I, you know I'm, that's I'm all it takes actually having a fantasy as she's speaking right no i am right now Dad, i told you that i had an uncle who was a midget wrestler and no. I told i'm not having a fantasy that, about that um that i really enjoy sex a lot because it's fantasy you know really easy for me to come fantasy's so. back Still I, fantasizing. I do that a lot. So I don't know if it like sparks some kind of really twisted fantasy in your mind. It's not twisted. <laughs> it's not. It's actually quite a wholesome, beautiful fantasy. It's just fucking, and you're coming over and over again. And I'm like, wow, I'm the man. Yeah, That's I'm. Much what I'm actually is. in a velvet painting, and there's air supply in the, going on in the background. It's beautiful. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe uh, you telling us that you have multi or multiple orgasms yeah. and us fantasizing so, about it. Women are so clueless. Yeah, I don't get this. I mean, we always get we men are always treated with this like, oh man, men don't know anything about women. Like the women don't know anything about men. Like women are the ones like for them to have a fantasy, you have to tell them this like long, drawn out, you know, mini series drama about a fucking sexy like animal man that lives in the subway and how he really loves you for your for your mind and the, like blah 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 and he saves you from being raped and your watch being taken and like then after you know like twelve hours of that an entire season of watching MTV they, maybe they have a fantasy about Ron Perlman. You see, but we're just like oh I, I you know I I I come really easily and we're like oh shit. I'm turned on. The, but the problem is they, they need to watch more porn. I think that, that, that's what they, they don't have even, I don't think they about. like porn. Well, they should watch them. I, I mean, bet they you this, like it, I but bet it's you just like, a girl. Like, you know, they're, they're like, oh, this is so interesting. And you're just like, oh, I just came. <laughs> we were watching porn. I thought we were going to jerk off. And you're like, done. And she's like, oh, what do you think she's thinking about? I wonder how she, oh, that's a weird position. How does she do that? And you're like, done. You're like, you're yeah, like business Xbox. taken care of. Let's right. uh, watch something else. The shield. Yeah, I've lost interest in this porn already. I'll do in my sleep. Or maybe during some kind of, you know, act or something that I don't oh. remember. But All right, now I'm fantasizing yeah. again. Yeah, what's the I'm well, well aware of what goes on. Um, I'm on my way to school right now. I'm about to graduate um, college. Not like 22 or anything like that, but... Anyway, um, I did. You don't have, have to be 22 for me to fantasize about you. A, an interesting sexual experience this weekend that I hadn't had before. I used a dildo for the first time. 
What? what? It was interesting. Liked it. Probably do that again. What? Maybe I'll call and tell you about it. Keep it thick and soft and warm. Because she comes so easily, wrong. it's never been necessary. That's Love why. you guys. Well, okay. Well, uh, no, okay. Now I'm really fantasizing, but I find it really hard to believe that this is the first time she's ever used a dildo. I don't. She's like over. She said she's not 22, so she must be like what 26. A lot of girls just don't do it. This is no. They I, all masturbate, right? But a lot of them are just like, yeah, I just always use my hand. Why do I got to go to a store and buy some embarrassing giant dildo? You you don't have to go to a store. You go to adamandeve.com. You're right. In fact, you could just write me, and I will get you a dildo. I know. I mean, don't you have some like samples you could send her? I, I'm sure I have something laying around. <laughs> Might be it's used. also funny, like a dildo, like not even a vibrator, just like a fucking piece of inert plastic. Like it's just on. an inanimate. Just it's 2014. Dong. Yeah, why well, like, some she crazy have thing rabbit. with a fucking pull cord on it? Yeah, you're supposed to get like the rabbit or something, like a Kickstarter or the the butterfly with like an antennae that just that massage your clit. Like this is weird. I don't, I just don't understand this. Like uh, she might she might mean vibrator when she says dildo, right? Let's. Yeah, okay, maybe she isn't. She she obviously isn't, you know, someone who's as well-versed in uh, adult um, novelty items. Not novelty, but adult toys as we are. We're kind of (laughs) professionals there. So we we know the difference between a dildo and a viper. She probably doesn't because the first time she ever used it. However, feel free to call us back, just a girl. And, uh, yeah, let us know in detail um, how that situation occurred. (laughs) I'd like to know the details here. And uh, and just for the record, I don't think Wackley was that uh, that off base there with your conjecture that she's the one yeah. that called in she's with all exactly these sexy who stories. I was talking about. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I'm impressed that you even recalled that because I didn't. Mm. It's one thing I recall is the sexy calls. Yeah, uh, maybe 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 you recall this person. Hey fellas, Joe Powell, Christopher Walken, heard. A guy on your on your show giving Blue Velvet a six point five. I mean, come on, what a douche! What a douche! I mean, it's no Suicide King or the Prophecy or even Joe Dirt. I was in that one, but yeah, was he? Yeah, I just watched that in a hotel recently. Rolling in his grave. Guys, a douche. Don't have him call back. Or I'll stab him in the face with a soldering iron. Anyway, gotta go. I gotta go play with Natalie's corpse a little more. Talk to you later. Bye. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood there, yeah. Well, there, there you go. Christopher Walken, friend of the show, calling in mm-hmm. and uh, letting us know his feelings about that douche that called us last week that gave a 6.5 rating to one of the uh, uh, classics of cinema. One of David Lynch's finest a, movies. Is, as a fan of Blue Velvet. 6.5. Mm-hmm. It's, it's egregiously low. You got to know what he scores everything else because it's on a curve. I mean, well, that's what I said. Never, I wanted maybe he's to know. never given anything higher than a 7, you know? Well, that's what I wanted to know is what movies he gives a 9 or 10 to. Right. Um, here's another. And actually, the guy called back. Hey, D. Uh, watch Blue Velvet. And uh, it was all right, but nowhere is near as good as uh, Garfield 2, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess that, that answers my question. 
It's the type of movie that. Did you ever uh, watch uh, the Squeakle? Is that a, is that Garfield the second Garfield? No, Alvin and the Chipmunks Part Two, the Squeakle. Yeah, I also I, watched that in a hotel recently. Hmm. Do you think Beauty and the Beast would have been as successful a series if Alvin and the other two Chipmunks were the Beast? No. Not as sexy. <laughs> well, for certain people. Would you have watched it? I mean, they're not gerbils, right? <laughs> I would watch it. Yeah. I mean, I would watch it may- not even for the sexy part, but just for the, like, I mean, like Alvin and Simon and Theodore just fucking up some street people that were trying to attack their lady. That would be funny. Uh, yeah, well, then, then you're kind of getting into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles territory. No, 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 but they're not big. They're the same. They're just squirrel <laughs> size. But they're just like chewing your face off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. Just uh, like be hyper violent, like hyper violent squirrels swarming you. How do you just, okay, now that you made the bro, how do you feel about the new TMNT by Michael Bay? You know, I was never a fan of the original movies. Yeah, but the comics were really the, good. the comics actually were kind of cool. I, I was, I mean, I guess uh, whatever. I mean, I, I saw the original movies. I was just never that did. big of a fan. You remember Vanilla Ice did the theme song for one of them? Not really. They could do the second one. I don't one. remember barely anything about it. You know what? Johnny Knoxville is going to be uh, Leonardo. Who's going to be the sports guy? The sports guy. Remember there's a guy who just – he's like a regular dude. With a hockey things, mask. And the, ho- and the baseball bat yeah. and the golf club and a hockey stick. And he's the vigilante. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's I don't on know. their side though. I know what. Megan Fox is April. Yeah, which is just such a boring choice. Come it's on, Michael Bay. Well, she was in my Transformers movie. There. Well, th- that's the thing. You look at this thing. It's just another big CG fuckfest. Like, it's uh, – we got big explosions. Yeah, it's and, for kids. But, hey, you know, whatever. It's, it amazes I mean, is, me. Is Krang going to be – I would go see it just to see Krang, the guy who lives in the stomach of the other guy. That big, like, kind of monstrous, retarded-looking thing. Right, but and then Krang is just and Krang's brain, inside. He's like a brain. Lives in its stomach. Yeah, but that wasn't in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, though. I don't think. I think it was just Shredder. Yeah. Why do it? See, that's what would give me. I'm not going to go to see Shredder. I could give a shit who they get. You know, I don't know who's playing Shredder. Play Shredder I hope it's, hopefully, it's The Rock. Just who cares? It's boring. I mean, you got to get the crazy evil dudes. I feel like a lot of the superhero movies do this. They they like, well, the Green Goblin is is the traditional, you know, main foe of Spider-Man. But yeah, but it's like but the Green Goblin's boring. Yeah, he was he was lame. At least some of the other ones. And you know what it is? In the the initial movie. You know, they, they have, the to have, the they have to have the archetypical the archetypical the archetypal villain. Boring, and then they get the uh, the stranger like third tier ones. But you got to get me into watch you're not going to get me into watch the first one that way. I just although I, I actually I, can... I actually do go to see all of them, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'll still go see this movie, but I'm, I'm probably going to be very disappointed uh, during it. Probably I'm disappointed very with disappointed myself. in you, Michael Bay. Yeah. Oh, in yourself. <laughs> all right, last call here. It's a my two cents call. Let me because roll you're going to be jacking off through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel about Megan Fox and her stubby thumbs. She is hot. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. Hi. Again, all the way from England. All the way I from England. I was that asked, what is the worst toilet you've ever been to? 
Remember that guy? So now we Vaguely. have a different conundrum. I'm in a relationship with a girl, with a woman, uh, and um, we work for the same company, but the, she was in a different department to me. Um, a whole bunch of us went out for beers this evening, bizarrely or uh, coincidentally, in the same into the same bar that has the horribly shitty toilet. Um, he did that so on purpose. Went out for a drink, had some beers. One of my lady's work colleagues gave me a lift home. And uh, she said, well, I know you like me and I like you. <sighs> what the hell do you do in that situation? Do you, you know... Do you bang the work colleague and just think, fuck it, what the fuck? Or do you be a good boy and not bang the work colleague and remain faithful? Hmm. Oh, please help me, sick and wrong. You're going to have to recap this for me because I thought I was following it and then I thought I wasn't following it. Is it because he kind of sounded like Winnie Pooh towards the end? Did he sound yeah. like Winnie the Pooh for a little bit? Or Eeyore. Or Paddington. He sounded like Paddington Bear. That's what it was. Not I don't Winnie remember what Paddington Bear sounds like. No, he sounded like Paddington Bear, like towards the end. So I was thinking of Paddington Bear telling me this this narrative. Um, you know what it was? He's in a relationship with a girl. He goes out drinking with some work people. One of the when work a different co- girl tells you. One of his work colleagues. He he works with this girl. See, she that's gave- what I was confused. I thought I thought he was I thought he was then going back in time and telling us when he met the girl that he works with that he's dating. But this is a second woman that he's working with. Yeah, no, with he he's got the missus. Ride the he's got the missus at home. But he was out oh, with uh, some work people, some work colleagues, and one of them gave him a lift home. And she's like, "I like you. You like me. What, what's going on here? Well, no. Let's get together." Gotta say, gotta say no. You you say no. You say don't let it happen. You got to say no. How in the world is this even remotely a good idea? It's not. You know, if you're going to get caught. Okay, my rational side. My rational side would say no. You don't want to do this. You know, you first of all you work with this person. So if it if it's no, it's no, no, going to no, no. go that, awry. That, but that see that's already been breached. He's already in a relationship with somebody he works with. No, no, he's that, in a relationship with someone outside of work. See, this is why I wanted you to explain it to me. Yeah, he's he's got a he's got he's in a relationship. He has a missus. Are you sure at about home. that? Yeah, yeah. I think the missus might also work there. Yeah, well, then definitely do not go there. Maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe the missus doesn't work there. Well, if you're if you're if your woman works with your your colleague that you want to have sex with, you, you that will never happen. So you, okay, that, well, that's let's do it question. the other way because that's so clearly no. Let's say his his wife or girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, doesn't work there. And then one of the ladies at work that you work with is giving him the eye, the come hither eye, Mm -hmm. the hungry eye. Is she in a relationship? Apparently she wants to, she wants his baloney pony. So I don't know if, uh, I don't think, probably not. Maybe. (laughs) Women in relationships don't fuck around. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, okay. Let's just say. Clearly wrong. She, she might be, but maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, the, the issue is you work with her. So if it's going to go awry, I feel like you don't, you know, if you end up having sex with her multiple times and it turns into a full-blown affair, well, it's going to cause you an issue at work. It depends on how closely you work with her. <laughs> Not really. I thought, you know what I think? It's always it, a bad idea. It's always a bad idea, but if you were away at like a convention 
and something happened, I would say it's more permissible if you're not in home if you're not in like your home territory, your home city. Once again, if you're at a convention, just get a Carl girl. Just blow off the steam. You know what? Just go get a hooker. I, that's what I'm going to tell Paddington Bear. Go get a hooker, and don't even worry about this because this is just this is insane. Is she going to think you're a big pussy though? I guess my only thing. He wants to do it, or he wouldn't be calling a podcast for advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you? So want he's to do into it? her. If My you... thing is like, if she was in a, if she was married in a long term relationship, that she also, she wasn't about, you know, she's like, oh, I love my husband. I just think you're, you know, hot, and I know you're in a relationship, physical, but I'm not yeah. asking you to leave your wife, your long term relationship, whatever. Uh, I know we work together, but this is purely, you know, I, I understand. Purely physical. Yeah. You got to have an agreement up front that, you know, we both realize that there's this is not a serious thing. We're not going to do this long term. It's just a bit of fun. You need to you need to make a blood oath. That's the only way. You have to have like a <laughs> – yeah, you do. You do have to have a blood oath. A blood oath. You need to fuck her when she's on her, on her <laughs> Wait till the painters are in town and then make well, a blood a oath. One. You'll be all set. But the I, real answer is just don't do it. But if you're going to do it, make sure you have everything is fully understood going into it. The and, rational and don't side. Do it if she's, and don't do it if she's single because you're, if she's single and you say, well, oh, yeah, if you don't – if it's not serious, is this no strings attached? If she's single, she will lie and say it's no strings attached, but then it will be strings attached. And then, attached. yeah, and then it's going to be some serious strings. If she has kids, even better. With like, and if she's in a, if she's married and she has kids, even better. I think this guy should just go the easy route and just get a hooker. Be yeah. way easier. Uh, people call Sick Wrong Hotline two zero six 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 three eight four six. We need some more my two cents calls because right now we have we have a surplus of shit stories, which is, tends to uh, really define the show. Um, thank you for listening to the show via iTunes. We recommend you. Um, going to that platform to listen to the show. Just do a search for Sick and Wrong. You can download every episode of the show. You can rate and comment. It boosts our visibility, and we do appreciate it. So listen to the show via iTunes. Also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts are available at the Sick and Wrong store. You can go to com slash store, and you can buy a Sick and Wrong logo tee. Um, we also have They Live stickers that are available as well. And when you buy a t-shirt, you get a six-pack of stickers. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week came in from an Aussie fan. He says, is this a song for steel? Aussie fan here. My name's Jarl. Like J-A-R-L. Jarl. The Jarl. 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 Is that how you say it? Jarl? Uh, that's what they call it. That's how they pronounce it in uh, Skyrim. <laughs> Jarl. I've been listening for a few months, at least a few episodes a day. I used to listen to other podcasts, but now I find myself coming back to you guys every time. So most listeners tend to feel that way. It's a common sentiment. I got a song of the week here, or whatever the fuck it's called. It's by a now defunct band called Dog Fashion Disco. It was hard to choose between this song and a song called Turning Gay. Might call in sometime with a story or two about a drunk stone a to the drunk stone hotline. Been meaning to, but I always get too high to figure it out. Yeah, pressing numbers is difficult. You That's why you have to have it in your favorites or on your speed dial. Yeah, speed dial. I also have a question from an earlier podcast that was never answered. Does Adam and Eve have pussy eating scuba gear? Is that its technical term? Anyway, have a good one. Faggots.
What's that, like some tube that goes up your nose? I think it's something we probably joked about or made fun of, but I think we were saying, like, if you wanted to eat your girl out in the bathtub or in a hot tub or something, you would need, like, oh. a snorkel. Right, but it can't go in your mouth is the problem. Yeah, I guess I don't we think just, if we did talk about it, we didn't fully think it out. Yeah. It'd be a nose, yeah. You know, I, I'm willing to wager they probably Or maybe you don't. could cut a hole in your cheek and put the tube through there. I guess you could, and the, but that's like just the, like that's the a surgical option. I know, but if you're really committed to it. Yeah, I don't know how... Once you have a hole in your cheek, I don't know how much pussy you'll be eating. No, they'll know you're, like, you're serious about it. Yeah, I would, I, you know, the girl that's going to let you... Engaging cunnilingus when you have a big massive hole in your cheek, you probably don't even want to eat her out anyway. What about a girl who's just really into being eaten out, you know, and she's dating and looking, she's like, all these guys, they say they love it, but they're just terrible at it. And then you come along with your specially designed. Face. No, <laughs> it's like a port. <laughs> it's not like but... an open wound. But okay, it's, it's like a special. It's like a little, a little plastic like connector thing, and maybe you wear the tube around just to show off. But you know, she's like, man, like I went underwent a elective surgery, <laughs> to, so we could eat pussy so could underwater eat pussy in the bathtub. Well, it's dedication. It. He must like know what he's doing, or he's like a complete and utter freak. freak but it's still dedication. Pussy. Yeah, it, it might work. It might work. Um, I, I'd be willing to wager that no, Adam and Eve does not have an item of this type. But hey, maybe we should make some. We should market this. The actual surgical option. I think you'd like need a no. license to perform surgery to install this. And I'm thinking the nose thing. Oh yeah, there so you, you can breathe through your nose. It'd be easier. Um, anyway, the song he sent in is by a band called Dog Fashion Disco. It's called Hank Steele, the Real Queer Cowboy. Not John Steele, Hank Steele. That's like running cowboy. Yeah, it is kind of the same thing. It's kind of like Running Faggot by Kids in the Well, Running Faggot would be his Indian sidekick. Yeah, it'd be you'd have Hank Steele with Running Faggot. What's that guy? Scott Thompson. Scott Thompson. Kids in the Hall. He played Running Faggot. Yeah, it's a great. That's a great bit. People, if you don't know that, now I'm going to have that song in my head for the next three days. Extremely catchy. We should end the show with that. Anyway, uh, thank you, Yarl, for saying that in. I will end the show with Hank Steele, the real court cowboy. Uh, People, we'll be back next week with episode 427. Till then, take a sleazy. Bye bye. I'm Hank Steele, the real queer cowboy. The durable, loving, wear, winning cowboy. I'll grab your butt cheeks and pull out my willy Stir your asshole like a hot bowl of chili I'm Hank Steele, the real queer cowboy What's my hot dog without your buns? Out here on the range we're having fun My boyfriend's here and I'm singing him a ballad Then I'll band his ass over and toss his fucking salad I'm Hank Steele, the real Oh my god. Oh. So where are we at? <laughs>
<laughs> that part. <laughs> Are we rolling? Um. <laughs> I'm Hank Steele, the real queer cowboy. The gerbil loving, wear winning how boy. I'll grab your butt cheeks and. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the first verse. Let me see if I can do the second one. <laughs> What's my hot dog without your buns? Out here on the range, we're having fun. My boyfriend's here, and I'm singing him a ballad that'll bend his ass over and toss his fucking salad. I'm Hank Steele, the real queer cowboy. What I have for the bridge is It takes a real man To fuck another man My mating call is <laughs> Understand <laughs> Hey Dean Lance You got to me uh, Customers complaining about how hard it is To use uh, iTunes with, uh, with uh, an Android uh, What they need to do is Download the podcast through iTunes and then get a program called iSyncer, I-S-Y-N-K-E-R. It's like a $2 app or something for the Android, and it manages your podcast. All you got to do is set it for unplayed audio podcast. It'll download every podcast that hasn't been listened to, and then delete it when you when you listen to it. It's really a great app. Anyway, I thought you'd appreciate hearing that. Bye. <laughs>